Want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's time for What's Going On here on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone, where we check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. We're live here at the warehouse, the Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. We also have a bunch of jazz gear for you, shirts, hats, all sorts of stuff. You're going to want to check it out. Uh, they're also uh, having their sale at their Orem location, 86 East University Parkway, closing for now. And uh, they've got to unload that inventory. So they've got something for you, and chances are it's at an incredible price. So 86 East University Parkway, and, of course, here in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Gordon, let's check in with the Joe Ingles Show. We're going to play a chunk of this interview. Of course, uh, Joe is always good, but uh, talks about his all-star break coming back and, and what's expected of the team in the second half. Uh, let's start things off. They they ask him uh, about uh, returning to play. Yeah, I mean, it's. I went in and uh, worked out yesterday, and Dennis was there and asked how I felt. And I was like, if we could have all-star break like once a month, I'd be I'd be able to play forever. So, um, no, it's, it's obviously nice to um, kind of get away for a little bit, spend some time with the family. Like I said um, last week, I felt like uh, Jack's three months now, and I feel like I um, have barely seen him or spent any time with him. So just to, to be with Renee and the kids and, and hang out a little bit and, um, yeah, like you said, kind of, kind of switch off for a minute. So for you, uh, being 33 years of age, what's more important, a physical or mental rest? Uh, probably both. <laughs> um, uh, I think, like I've said before, I, I know my body obviously now and, and kind of what I need to do and, and what I don't need to do when I need to take a break or whatever. And um, but I, I think just the, the schedule we've got and with everything else in place, with the, the testing and all that that goes on this year, mentally it has been a bit more draining. Um, we've been testing all over the place. On the road, we have to test at like 11, 12 o'clock at night as the last test. When we're at home, we have to drive back in the, the evening and test every night. And so just the, the, obviously um, there's, a, there's a, lot, a lot worse going on in the world, but, but obviously for us, it's a bit different. So yeah, just a a nice break from from both of them um still went into the the gym we stayed in utah the whole time so still went into the gym a couple of times and got some some lifts in and some workouts and some shots up and stuff so um first practice back tonight um so yeah we'll be ready to go so do you have one hard practice break a sweat go five on five go at it a little bit to really get back into it or your veterans, and that would be a waste of time and energy, and Quinn would never do that. How does that work? No, nah, well, I well, I don't know uh, what Quinn's thinking most of the time, but um, I would I would say we would do something kind of pretty intense tonight just to get after a little bit. I think having a, a more veteran team, I think guys know what they needed to do during the break to, to stay ready um, and to be ready for, for Friday. Um, but I think regardless of what everyone was doing, still to get to, together on the court, 
play some five and five, actually get up and down a little bit, I think it would be, be good for our group. So we, we've done that every every time um, since I've been here for, for Quinn's seven years. So I assume we would do something. Um, obviously, as a team, we'll get some shots up, probably get a little a lift in, get a sweat up, like you said, get up and down a little bit and um, get into some recovery before obviously playing tomorrow. So going forward here, man, you guys got a slew of games. I mean, you, for the next three weeks at least, and I haven't looked beyond that, you got four games each of those three weeks apiece. Uh, how is it going to be physically, that veteran ball club, to make sure that you guys can find some ways to stay fresh? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously as a as a player in the team, as a competitor, you, you, want, you want to be out there as much as possible um, and, and play as much as possible. Um, I think the benefit of our group is is the depth we've got and, and obviously adding Urson, Urson as well. Um, we're, we're a deep team, so I feel like there's, there's probably times that, that Quinn will, I don't know if he'll rest guys or, or what will happen, but um, yeah, just just be smart with it because obviously we've we've started off well, we've we've got a good record at the moment and all that, but we we obviously need to keep it going. But we flip side of that, we we need to be fresh and kind of ready for the playoffs too. So uh, you, we, we obviously still want to win games and and be playing the right way, the way we want to play. But um, I have no doubt at some point guys will be. In and out a little bit. Obviously, there's there's injuries and, and all that as well. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be smart about it. We've got a, a great uh, performance healthcare team that'll that'll kind of be on top of that, and we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. But uh, I think as a as a player, you want to be out there as much as you can. You mentioned the performance healthcare team, and uh, that involves a lot of people doing a lot of different things. I don't think fans know how complete and thorough a team that is. Part of that, um, the massage therapy you go, you go through, and a guy I only knew a little bit, but he was always really nice to talk to, and a guy you knew really well, Doug Brell passed away during this uh, All-Star break. He's only 51, and I understand he had cancer and all that. And we just see from how many guys, not just current players, but former players, uh, were on social media. That, that hit everybody pretty hard, didn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, obviously, oh, it's, I mean, it's tough to, to talk about because it's so fresh and, and new. Um, but, yeah, he, he was battling cancer for a little while and um, got himself back and, and ready for the, the bubble, which I think for for him now, I know kind of what's happened this, this past few days. I, I think the bubble experience for him um, would have been something really special just to be with our group and he... He did have to battle back just to be healthy enough to come to that. So I think for for him to to get that experience um, with, with our group and like you said, he, he was he was such a big part of our group. He was kind of that glue guy off the court. I, I would say he, he'd been here for for 21 years with the Jazz. Um, I think three or four years before that with just Carl and and John, who hired him as a as a private massage therapist, and then he got brought on with the Jazz in '99, I think. So. Um, unbelievable guy, um, which, I mean, as long as I'm here, and I, I think as long as anyone that's a part of the Jazz, I think they'll, they'll always, Doug, Doug will always be talked about. Everyone that ever plays for the Jazz from now on will, will always know about him. And, um, yeah, just a, obviously extremely, extremely sad day because, I mean, 
I was FaceTiming him a week ago or whatever it was, talking to him and, and no hint of, of him feeling any worse or anything. Um, he would always be that, that positive guy, no matter obviously how he was feeling. So um, walking into to his massage room will, will always will always be different now. Um, will always feel different. Um, but like I said, he'll... I mean, me personally, but I know the Jazz won't as well. He'll never be forgotten around here. Um, he was a, a pretty integral part of, of our group. So, um, sad day for for all of Jazz fans and obviously the inner inner sanctum that, that really knew him. Um, and obviously to, to Melissa, his wife, and his three daughters that will uh, will always be here to, to support her and and, her, and his girls and, and anything they need. So. Um, yeah, tough, a tough week for, for, for all of us. Have you had any interaction with uh, Ilya Silva along the way? Um, I did hear you knuckleheads talking about um, <laughs> someone asking a European if they knew him and figured that every European yeah. knows yeah, everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I've been asked, like, oh, you know John from Australia, right? <laughs> there's, 20, there's 23 million people in Australia. Like, no, I don't know John from Wollongong in Australia. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I, I've known, obviously known of him. I've kind of brief interactions um, with him. Uh, we we both played for, for Barcelona for a little bit there, not together, but so there's, there's a little bit of that. But um, yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, a good player that, for, for whatever reason, didn't didn't have a job up to now, and did. I mean, I think what goes unnoticed a little bit is he he did have a fairly decent contract that was going to be guaranteed when he got traded to Sacramento for Bogdanovich, and the trade fell through, and then they needed Milwaukee needed that money for other other guys. So, um, yeah, just a, a a really good fit for us, I think. You know, my wife uh, was in California and went to grad school in Chicago and literally got asked, Joe, you were from California? She's from Montana. Do you know each other? Are you kidding me? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. People on the East Coast. No idea. Uh, Joe, the other thing we need to ask you about is that uh, we couldn't help but notice in the middle of the All-Star break that you started a NASCAR race in Las Vegas and looked like you might have done it from an office in Utah. You a big NASCAR fan? What was going on there? <laughs> um, it wasn't from anywhere in Utah. I actually did the video on the road one trip um, for the for yeah for, for the for the NASCAR race. So um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was something I probably never thought I'd do. I didn't really know. I, I the only thing I probably regret is I didn't watch any previous and en- en- like video entries of how to how they started and there was obviously some much more passionate videos than mine <laughs> but i just didn't know it was something i'd uh i never knew or never thought i'd do so i didn't really i so i i do regret that not not kind of doing a bit more research but um yeah it was it was pretty cool um i had a lot of messages about it and um yeah it was something something cool to do it's so a one-year anniversary of everything coming to a halt when you guys were in OKC. You got any memories that you want to share? Um, I mean, it was, yeah, I don't know, pretty, I guess it's been a pretty crazy 12 months if you think about it. Um, 
we had probably just kind of, or we were probably heading to shoot around now, more or less, or during shoot around, and figured we were going to be playing a regular game like we had for X amount of games before that. And um, yeah, and then obviously everything kind of happened. So um, I think the hardest, the hardest part, the saddest part is kind of how many people and businesses and individuals have, have lost jobs or, or companies and businesses have either shut down or, or lost a lot of business. And um, I was kind of joking and Renee was kind of laughing, but kind of upset. So like, like she, she literally hasn't left the house in 12 months. Like it's with obviously the NBA stuff and the protocols and, and obviously three kids and, and prior to this being pregnant and all that. Um, she literally has not left the house for anything <laughs> like so um, they're, they're the parts I kind of think about that are, that obviously hurt and are, and are sad and um, yeah been a it's been a crazy 12 months it's hopefully it's we're obviously in a lot better place now than where we were 12 months ago or, or six months ago so hopefully if the vaccine keeps keeps calm and people keep doing that people people keep being smart with with masks or whatever the the rules are hopefully soon we can uh, go back to some sort of normalcy and feel free again. That'd be good. I think you can get a lot of people to second that. Can you can you explain to people how different the NBA lifestyle is than it was a year ago? How much everything has changed for you guys? Because people see you playing the games without fans, but I don't know how much they know behind the scenes how different things are. Oh, it's it's not, and it's almost. We were kind of joking with our rookies of like, you'll actually have to re- redo your rookie year next year because <laughs> there's nothing they can they can do or we can do or we can't even make them do anything for us because there's nothing to do. So, um, no, it's it's. I, I like you said. I, I think the crowd is the obvious one, which is still, it's still different. Like, I think the weirdest part is like, especially for. For jazz fans or for, for the for our team we I think we were one of the first to have fans we upped our fans probably first as well um, so we are pretty used to kind of having fans in the arena so when we go to other arenas and they don't that's that's different for us because we we're, we're probably more used to it than a lot of other teams but um, yeah I mean obviously not a, a normal year we could I mean if you're at home you can obviously kind of do whatever you want. We can go to restaurants. We can go to Utah Utes games. You can go to football games. Like whatever you want to do, it's it's normal living. Um, obviously now, I don't even know exactly what the rules are, but we're not allowed to really do anything with going out to eat in like an enclosed area. So I think we could. I think I I, had, I don't even go out to eat, so I haven't really read the rules. But I think you can go out to eat if it's outdoors and you like six feet away from people um on the road is probably the biggest changes um just because you would normally fly into a city and guys would have family or friends or whoever the other team um someone you know and and go and catch up and have dinner or um i would go to see go have dinner at patty mills's house um if we flew into san antonio and vice versa so literally on the road, we're, we're not allowed to leave that room. So if we order food, it has to be either room service or Uber Eats. Um, obviously, can't do any, like, seeing any people. We, we test twice, sometimes three times in a day, depending on the time of the game. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's extremely different. It's not... Like, a, 
there's a lot of times that we would land in a city and, and I wouldn't see my teammates until shoot-around. Um, guys have, like I said, family, friends, whatever it is, they might be from that city and go home for the night or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, really different. But, again, it kind of is what it is at this point until we figure out um, I don't know, more vaccines or, the, or whatever, whatever the whatever the best way um, to be able to move forward. But, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but it is what it is. I, I, again, I can't complain. We can't complain. We, we're still getting paid a stupid amount of money to, to throw a basketball around, whether there's 1,000 people in the gym, 10,000 or, or no fans. So, um, yeah, can't complain too much. So as you manage this boredom when you're on the road, has it maybe helped concentration in terms of basketball or not at all? I think you get a, a bit of both. It's um, Obviously, you can concentrate you more and all that because there's nothing to do. Also, the, the boredom, kind of the boredom part of it, like guys probably watching games more, overanalyzing performances more a little bit because I, I know I used to do that a lot when – but like prior to Renee and the kids or when Renee would go home for the second half of the season, I would finish a game. And this was in Europe too, like finish a game and then um, I would go home and if I'd played bad or whatever, I'd be watching the game and kind of be in my own head a little bit about what, what I've done wrong or what I what I need to do. Like, and you, for me, which I've, I mean, we've spoken about it before, but for me, like, the best feeling is going home to Renee and the kids and trying to get to sleep as soon as possible or, or Renee telling me stories about what happened at dinner or bedtime with the kids or, or whatever and kind of completely, for, for me anyway, kind of zoning away from that. Um, uh, I think for me personally, it's it's been a big reason of, of my play and what I've been able to kind of just focus on when I'm in the gym, I'm I'm locked in and I'm all there. But then when I'm away from it, it's complete opposite. I don't think about basketball. I don't really talk about basketball. And um, so I think guys will be different. Some guys will, like I know Donovan is a massive basketball watcher. Like he, he will watch every game, college, NBA. He'll have three screens in his room watching different sports and all that. Where I watched Married at First Sight with Renee last night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of COVID, we understand you have to go get tested, so we need to let you go. The machine marches on. The machine keeps grinding. It never blinks. It never sleeps, Joe. It did. We were testing the whole All-Star break. I'm currently sitting out the front of the practice facility where probably about 80% of our team is here about to get tested and then go home for the day and come back and practice tonight when we get our results. There you go. All right, Joe. Well, thanks for a window into your world. Congrats on your NASCAR debut. Next time you do it, you can just really start screaming and hollering. I know. If they, well, if I ever get an invite back, which I probably won't because I don't know how many fans, I'll, I think it was uh, someone did it the next day and they sent it. Someone tweeted it to me like, this is how it's supposed to be done. And he was like on the stage screaming. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, if I ever get another chance. NASCAR, if you ever give me another chance, I promise it'll be better. Okay. Joe Ingles, the Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. I thought that was funny, him talking about him uh, uh, doing the thing for the NASCAR race, Gordon. You could tell, like, the the 
kind of not being familiar with the tradition or the culture or whatever, uh, he, he regrets not looking into it a little bit more. That kind of made me laugh. Yeah. I mean, that's, it was, <laughs> he wasn't overly pleased with his own performance there, but, but man, you know, what struck me about that whole conversation was how comfortable Joe is now doing his own show. You know, well, it's been like eight years. Yeah. But it just seems so conversational and fans, that's a can't miss you, man. When you want to get to know a jazz player or find somebody who is willing to reach out and connect with fans, that that's a great example of it right there. And uh, so if I'm a jazz fan, I, I would want to tune into that as much as possible. Well, he's a, he's a pretty good, not that he's the only mouthpiece for the team, but he's a pretty good spokesperson for the team because he's pretty even-keeled. You know, yeah. he's funny. He's not overly dramatic. Um, when he was really the only jazz player talking during the, the shutdown when all the Rudy Donovan headlines were going on and all the reports and sources and all this stuff, you know, Joe was a, kind of a, a kind of a calming voice and the only one speaking, you know, as a member of the team. And I thought he, he handled that whole situation extremely, extremely well. And I would guess he was a voice behind the scenes that helped things out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's just a regular guy. I mean. I don't know about you, that, but. Well, <laughs> irregular? Uh, uh, you know, you heard him talk. He referred to his own pay as a stupid amount of money. I mean, there's an awareness there that is refreshing. I don't know if an NBA player can ever be just a regular guy. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's possible. Uh, okay. Just All like right. you know, well, a, he's a sports he's about as clo- can never <laughs> be a regular guy. He's about as close as you can get. I would say it that way. Then. Fair All enough. right, we're we're live here at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Christopher is jumping on with us once again. Don't forget eighty-six East University Parkway, the location down there in Orem. What's going on, Tof? What's going on? Uh, Orm store, man. Yeah, we got to move that stuff. Yeah, we do. We've been talking about it a lot, but one thing we haven't talked about is our dining section in Orem. Okay. Um, We had a number of boxes of chairs. Typically, like, you know how this works. But, like, in our furniture store, we have one display model on the floor, and then we have stock in the back. So, like, we have one table on display, and then we have, like, six boxes of that same table new in a box. When we deliver, if somebody buys it, they get the new one. Unless we're out, then they typically get the floor model. So we're selling all the XX, the stock in the back, because everything's got to go. Yep, got to so move So it's it. going about 50% lower than the floor model price, the new ones in a box. All right. How about this? A table that we were retailing, one of the nicest tables we've ever had in our store. A store down the street, one of the big guys, they sell it for about 1400 bucks. Our normal price was about $800. We're selling it this weekend only. Orm store's closing. It's got to go $250. Wow, you're booming that sucker right out. I'm booming that sucker right out the door. That's amazing. Yep, it's pure walnut. It's got two leaves in it, bowed legs. It's a beautiful table. Save about a grand on that thing? Save over $1,000. That's amazing. You can go down the street, get it for $1,400 if you want, or go to the Orm store. Check us out. Seems like a no-brainer. There it is. All right, take advantage of it. That Orem store, 86 East University Parkway, and right here in Salt Lake, 1825 South, 300 West. Thanks, Christopher. Thank you so much. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And when the weekend comes around, make our way through rusty towns, lift a weight up off your back. 
Two Sports Radio Afternoon Show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We are live today from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West here in Salt Lake. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It is the warehouse. Don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. Uh, The Orem location is closing, and they've got a bunch of stuff down there that's got to go. So go check it out, 86 East University Parkway. Gordon, you've been to the Orem location. It is huge, and it, it is. is still full, and it needs not be. Yeah, they got to empty that place. It, it, you know, the, the prices there seem to be uh, greatly reduced on uh, under normal conditions, but uh, under this condition, it seems like uh, they're slashing prices left and right. Yeah, no doubt. Lots of, lots of stuff going on. You can get that uh, king bed uh, iron bed frame for uh 75 bucks i mean it just seems remarkable down there at uh and and the dining set that toe fit on for 250 i mean just amazing you just don't see stuff like that and then of course if you're in salt lake uh they've got incredible deals uh going on in fact a, a friend of the show sent his dear mom our friend larry tassoni sent his mom down here because she's uh got some uh to to uh uh, get some furniture for a new house. So always good. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. yeah, always always cool. Um, so come on down, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's uh, it's the warehouse. Gordon, uh, what do you think about uh, what do you think about tonight? If you're just joining us, um, the the situation for the Rockets uh, is, is not <laughs> great <laughs> from a roster standpoint. Pretty much, if uh, if you've heard of them, they're not playing. <laughs> I, that's true. I mean, I, do you? I, I I know Ben Mclemore. I've heard of him. Yes. Most uh-huh. of the other guys who are going to play in this game tonight, I have no clue who they are. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I've heard of. Uh, let's see here. Let's. Austin did a good job of of actually listing out who's going to be playing. Ken uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. is going to be playing. I've heard of his dad. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, they. I mean, if you look at who's actually playing, they're going to have four rookies uh, tonight. One uh, rookie in Mason Jones, who's just on a 10-day contract, and Gordon. They're going to dress, uh, if I'm counting right, just nine guys. So, I mean, this yeah. is this is a compromised Houston team, a Houston team that was not that great coming in, and you know, uh, James Harden pretty much forced them into a rebuild. They might have been pretending even when James was on the roster that they weren't going into a rebuild, but now. I mean, they're in that they're in that full rebound uh, rebuild mode. No doubt about it, and so it's a great opportunity for the Jazz to get their feet back under them again after the uh, long break, and to get, sort of polish that offense and the defense, and not take their eye off the ball. Man, this is this would be a temptation for players to sort of say, "All right, who are these guys?" And I can't do that. Can't do that in the NBA. Well. Maybe you can tonight. They, they could tonight. They, they they could, but you know, I mean, they're getting ready for a five game roadie, and they they need to do what's necessary to get back in the right uh, right uh, frame of mind. 
You know, I, I will be really interested, uh, Gordon, to see. Ben Anderson brought up something with Hanson Scotty the other day that I thought was an interesting point. Has the Jazz see more of these teams for the second and third time? You know, will these teams make adjustments uh, to how they play the Jazz and how will the Jazz adjust there? You know, they, part of that five-game road trip, uh, they've got a, a return game in Boston. You know, what will happen when they see the Celtics for the second time and how will that uh, those adjustments uh, go? You know, for example, we saw when they saw Miami for a second time, the Heat played them better. They did. They did. And, you know, words out about the Jazz, uh, there are – Whispers around about uh, what what is most effective at both ends of the floor against them, and uh, you know we'll see how the Jazz adjust because they will they will be needing to make some adjustments. I've always laughed at coaches just saying, "Well, we don't care about the other team; we just worry about ourselves." Hey, you better care about the other team and how you can best uh, adjust to what it is they're doing. It's not like you're going to let the other guys dictate everything. But you've got to make accommodation for who you're playing and how they're playing you. And so well, they, that's, that's, that's what makes basketball so much fun to watch. And that's actually been a strength of this Jazz team. And we'll see if it is going forward. You know, what the other teams have thrown at them, they've adjusted to it quite well, with a few exceptions, of course. You know, they're not undefeated this year. But, you know, in the past, we've seen when teams start switching everything, the Jazz have struggled with it. That hasn't necessarily been the case this year at times. At times this year, we've seen them struggle with the pressure defense, but at times we've seen them absolutely demolish that defense. So offensively, I think they're ex- extremely adaptable uh, based on what the defense gives them. You know, I've still got a little pause on the defensive side about really athletic guards and how they'll do with those types of teams. But defensively, they haven't shown a whole lot of, uh, you know, some maybe, but not a whole lot of weakness. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, is there anything uh, – let me ask it this way. You've been you've watched every game, Jake, and you've seen it up close and you've dissected all these things doing pre-half and post shows the way you do. Is there anything – that you're looking for in the second half of this season that uh, that is varied from what you saw earlier? Do you think you're going to see anything different? Well, I think Bogdanovich can be more consistently good um, offensively. We see really – well, I don't – no, I – I don't agree with that because I don't think he's capable of much more defensively, honestly. (laughs) Uh, But offensively, I think, you know, we've seen 30-point nights from him this year, so it's not like he's been gone. You know what I mean? But maybe more that consistent 20-point-a-night guy that we we saw last year. I think the wrist was an issue in the first part of the year for him. So as he gets more healthy, that's something that uh, I expect uh, to be a little bit different. Um, Outside of that, uh, Gordon, I, I don't know else what else you could expect to be different from a better standpoint? Yeah. 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 All right. All well, right. I, I just, it's just the adjustments. I think that's going to be fun to watch because teams are going to continue to try and do different things and, and how will the jazz uh, make adjustments toward those things. I, that That's where Quinn is about as good as anyone in the business. All right, we are live at the warehouse here in Salt Lake. Come join us, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, grab some jazz gear. We do have that. Don't forget about the Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. We'll get to more big show coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm ready. I'm ready.
Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone, live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Come see us. Price is so low to blow your mind. We've got some jazz gear. A nice family in uh, in the store right now grabbing some jazz gear. We appreciate them coming down, supporting the show. In fact, a very nice-looking jazz mask right there representing on a game day. Oh, both of them looking sharp, absolutely looking sharp uh, as the Jazz get set to take on the Houston Rockets uh, going down tonight. Gordon, uh, we can get back to basketball in a moment, but it, it's a sad day. Sad day for what? Well, uh, today, J-Lo and A-Rod broke up. So, Low-Rod is no more. Oh. No? Is that, I just kind of made that up. Is that a thing? Low-Rod? Is that, I, is that it's a, me. I don't know. Is that a thing? Jennifer Lopez, and uh, they, they've been engaged for two years, Gordon, dating apparently for four, and uh, they, are, they are no longer an item. Look, it, it's, it's tough for everybody out there. Uh, you got to really... Find somebody who's right for you and, uh, and then work at it and enjoy it and work at it. But if you're a celebrity like that, it just seems like uh, the shelf life is pretty short. You know what? I thought those two crazy kids were going to make it, Gordo. You know, <laughs> if, if, they, <laughs> if they can't make it, uh, you know, what, what do the rest of us stand a chance? Okay, so, Jake, let me ask you a question. You and I both uh, have married people. I mean, have uh, officiated at the yeah. at the uh, their their wedding ceremonies. Uh huh. Has anyone ever asked you to do that, and you just thought in your in your in your far reaches of your mind, you know, this union has about as good a chance of lasting as uh, ice cream um, uh, not melting on a hot july day nope never one never one uh i performed and and frankly i don't uh pretend to to know uh you know the the mysteries that is love and relationships gordon so yeah, i don't know sometimes if sometimes you can tell sometimes you can kind of tell can you you can yeah i don't think you, you can, can. I've, I've seen some unlikely pairings that i didn't think was gonna go all that well and it's still going strong and then I've seen <laughs> well, some people that can... I thought these these people are meant for each other, and it lasted like six months. Well, I can tell. I've got a gift. You've got a gift. Yeah, I've never been wrong. Not once. I, not not a single time. Never been wrong. Always been able to tell. How and, many? And how tell. many? Uh, how many uh, weddings that you've foreseen divorce have you been to? Uh, I I don't I don't know about actually attending them, but. It seems like if it's someone that I know, uh, and I know both parties, I've never been wrong in my quiet prediction. But how many times have you predicted that it's not going to go well, though, I guess is what I'm asking. Um, I'd say probably uh, a little, I'd say a little better than a third of the time. No, well, like give me a total here. Are we talking like 25? Oh, um, that, that sounds a little high, um, but but uh, I'd so you say predicted maybe, like twenty divorces. Uh, I'd say more like about fifteen, twenty. Jeez, out of a total of like sixty. What a what a, a dark thought. Well, I know, but it's not my fault. And I mean, you've been just, and you've been right on the money with all fifteen of these predictions. I I can't. You think predicted of one fifteen that did. divorces. Pretty much. I mean, maybe maybe I'm forgetting one or two here or there, but 
it, it's it's uncanny. Uh, like the grim uh, uh, reaper of marriage. <laughs> well, yeah, but I also predict the ones that are going to work. It's so, not all bad news. Fifteen divorces. In fact, in fact, two thirds to one third is better than the uh, than the average. So you've got a hundred percent out of sixty marriages you've produced or predicted fifteen divorces. That's incredible. Uh, you I should you should open up. I, 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 look, okay, I'll admit I might be stretching out a little bit, but it sure seems like I'm right a lot. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's weird. You're in the l- long line of, line of work, buddy. You need to open up like a <laughs> you need to open up like a soothsayer shop. What do they call those? <laughs> like like you know, is your is your marriage going to make it? Come on in and find out. Well, I I do have people come up to me and ask me that. Yep, I have. And and have you ever had the stones to be like, nope, you're doomed? Uh, on a, on a couple of occasions. No, have. stop it! I don't believe that. Yeah, for a I kinda, so yeah, somebody came uh-huh. up to you and said, "Hey, Gordo, do you think uh, this marriage is going to make it?" And you said, "No, I, I don't. <laughs> don't I give don't, up now." I don't. Yeah, I have done that. No, I don't believe. I have. It. You're not that heartless. You're just no, not that I, mean I, I of might, a guy. Not, You're not I mean not, like that. I, I might not say it quite like that, but but I say it in a way that I have some concerns. Like how? Let, let's say let's say uh, I'm coming to you, Gordon, and I, I'm saying uh, I'm I'm getting married, and you don't think it's going to work. But I say, what mm-hmm. do you think? You think we have a shot? You would say, I would say I have noticed a bit of communication problems. How, how is that something that can be worked out? You, you would not say that. No human yeah, would say that. No human I, being would say well, that to somebody I, in that I circumstance. I wouldn't say that to a complete stranger, but I, I, I do say those kinds of things to close friends. So you would say, uh, well, uh, that, that gal's a real piece of work and you shouldn't go down that road? I mean, you yeah. can't say that. To, no, you can't say that to people, Gordon. I don't believe I, you I, that I you would say that would, to someone. I soft shoot a little bit, but I, I, I try. You know, it's not like I wait until the wedding day. And that's something that I would express early on in the process. If you came to me early on in the process and said, I don't think you're going to make it, I would have been very upset <laughs> with you. We wouldn't have the wonderful relationship that we have today. We would if I were right. No, no, absolutely not. Yes, yes, indeed. You'd be coming to me going, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you make it clear to me? Uh, no, no. It's a gift. I it's don't gift. think so. I can't. I, I still don't believe you've told people that their marriage is doomed. I have. Before. No. <laughs> you're not I that have. guy. You're not that uh, mean. Uh, no, I you're, don't you're do it. You're a nice within... person. That no, is not I a d- nice person thing to do. I, I don't do it with any pleasure. I just, I, I just. Follow, you know, usually I try to keep it to myself, you know, I mean, but I, that's where I really shine, man. When, when I, I don't, I don't, it's not like I'm seeking it out and then I go to the people to warn them, but I, I do, uh, I might whisper to Lisa, I'll say, you know, I got that feeling. You know, all along, I just thought you were a better person than this. That's all. <laughs> Was I wrong? Oh. Was I wrong? No, 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 no. Because no, I've no, always no. admired you and your your uh, <laughs> uh, your what what am I looking for here? You know, your, your, the the good nature, your your ability to always have your compass pointing north. You know, I've I've come to depend on that with you, and now that's shaken. Well, 
I, I try to keep it to myself. I, I try not to, you know, I haven't, although I do think I could probably open a booth at the county fair or something and, and give a proper, it's a little harder when I don't know the people. But if I, if I do know them, I'm pretty good at getting it right. Did I tell you about the time that I went up on my 30th birthday to the guess your age person in, in you know, one of those <laughs> booths? And I had a shirt that said 30 and still frisky. And so it's a shirt that said my age, and I, I went. I said, "All right," and they had to guess within three years or something like that. And the guy was like, "Hmm," looked me up and down, and he's like, "Four." <laughs> well, like, that's oh, man, it's, he, it's thirty. He, uh, you know, the shirt thirty. He, you know? he thinks you're throwing him off with that. He thinks that's a ruse. You know? Well, he was wrong. I don't know what he thinks. Why are you defending this guy? Because <laughs> I'm a good guy. No, you're not. You're telling people their marriages are doomed. <laughs> Again, I'm. Well, would my, you, my... you? Okay, if you're if you're if you were a person and you had plans to get married, and and, and uh, if you were a person who had plans to get married, was my point. Uh, wouldn't you rather have someone you could trust to? guide you a little bit or to give you some heads up than just to have everybody just slap you on the back and say, yeah, go for it. And then it ends up in heartbreak. If I'm engaged to be wed, then yeah, I don't want you telling me. I, absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Not you figure, in a, you even if, even if you're right, I don't care. You know what? Even if you turned out to be right, I would resent you for it still. In fact, I would resent you more. It's I wouldn't be going fault. to, oh, Gordon, you were right. I'd be coming to you and being like, Gordon, you planted this seed, you diabolical uh, son of a Planted a seed? It's not my yeah. fault? Yeah, oh, it is on. your fault. I, You're blaming I, the wrong guy. See, here's the thing. Love is blind sometimes. All right, and so Sometimes Chris, you, need that, you need to give a little focus to it. Christopher is joining us now, and Christopher is engaged to be wed. And uh, we're here at the warehouse, by the way, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, we'll get to the furniture with Christopher, of course. But are you telling me if, uh, and neither one of us have, <laughs> have met Tove's uh, b- betrothed yet, but you're telling betrothed. me that if if you didn't see it as working out, you'd tell Christopher right now he was in trouble. If I knew, if I knew his beautiful bride-to-be and I thought it was going to be all good, I'd give him thumbs up. If I had the some other concerns... Way. I, I might, if I had some concerns, I might, I might express that. No, you wouldn't stop it. Stop it right now. You Gordon, would not. I've been on the radio with you, I think, like eight times now. I've, I think I shook, shaken your hand like maybe four times. Next time we shake hands, read my palms for me, okay? okay. Look into that. Let's I'll see, see what these, I can do. Let's see if these, <laughs> these crazy kids are going to make it. <laughs> I think okay, I have crazy. A, I have well, look. It's I, have very, yeah. I have a I look. I'm halfway there. I have a very good vibe with uh, with Christopher. <laughs> you're half. You're so, halfway there because yeah. you know one person. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know the other one. So I can't really speak to it completely. But well, anyway. All right. So when you when you guess on these marriages, are you reading two palms, two different people, or what's up? What's the story? No, no, no. It's, it's not the palms. It's the people that I read that I can figure out whether whether it's gonna whether it's gonna jibe. You know. Now, one thing that I am pretty sure of is if you buy the right kind of furniture, you probably enhance your your <laughs> chances of victory, right? One hundred percent. Especially right. if you get especially especially if you get the bed right. Yeah, 
Gordon. Okay, Chester. That's Wait, right. Let's, love put, seat. let's put lo- Chester back in his closet. <laughs> Been waiting for that joke for a little bit. Okay, all right. Uh, let's get to uh, let's get to furniture. Uh, let's blow some minds. So we've been talking about the Orem store. Everything's got to go. All right. If you need a deal, you got to go to Orem. But if you're in Salt Lake and you're grabbing some jazz gear, I need to I need to give you one more deal for the Salt Lake store. Let's do it. Two nightstands. You imagine you want matching nightstands for the brand new metal bed you got from Orem. You come to the Salt Lake store. These nightstands normally. We had, I think, about 25 bed sets that these went with. These are the remaining nightstands. We're just booming them out, giving you the best deal possible. Normally, we would sell those nightstands for 160 Okay. We're selling two in a pair right now for 50 each. Wow. So one more time, I'll, I'll reiterate. Two hardwood nightstands. you got to buy two yep. for 100 bucks. That's a $320 value for $100. That's incredible. So you go to Orem, you find your perfect, beautiful leather platform bed for, we'll say, $100. Uh-huh. And then you come to the Orem store and find the perfect matching nightstands for you and your sweetie. Hopefully, all marriage jokes aside, it's a great deal yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, who wants just one nightstand? You can't have just one nightstand. you got to have the have matching two. set, right? Yeah, it doesn't work that way with just one. Uh, I'll do a wink, wink, successful marriage guarantee on the nightstand. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like it. Not if you, you know, only the, buy one. <laughs> the Vidal special couldn't hurt. The Vidal special could not yeah. hurt. Hey, nine ninety nine. Buy a memory foam mattress. Get your head up, foot up. Two matching nightstands for only a hundred bucks. Boom, boom, baby. Tell you, Christopher has gotten fast and loose today. If I was <laughs> listening to the show, I'd take advantage of it because it's it's getting. He's just giving this stuff away. He's in real trouble. Uh, when his father gets back, real trouble. But then again, we talked about this earlier, uh, Toph, that you know, once he sees how much furniture you moved, he'll be all right. I think we're, it's going to put a smile to his face. He'll be all right. Yeah. yeah, he'll be okay. But hey, hopefully, we get these killer deals. We help all these people out. We get stacked. We get stacked deep one more time. We get a. He comes back, sold all the old stuff, have yep. new stuff in. Awesome. That'll put him in a good mood. There it is. Yep. 1825 South, 300 West, uh, right here in Salt Lake, 86 East, University Parkway in Provo. It's the warehouse. Thanks, Toph. You're the man. All right. We'll have uh, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. I want to say a big thanks, as always, to the great group here at the warehouse. Uh, Christopher was hanging out with us today, but uh, the whole Curl family, just amazing. Got some uh, good news about our friend Tom. Uh, had a, a few good days and is feeling a little bit better. So all in all, uh, a good day here at the warehouse, Gordo. No doubt about that. Uh, that's good news for all of us. Anybody who knows Tom has to be rooting for the guy. Uh, wanted, so want to say a big thanks to them. Uh, coming up right around the corner, we have Jazz Game Night. Tim Lacombe is going to jump on with me. We'll get you ready for the Jazz and the Rockets. Uh, normally, Gordon, I'd say, do you think the Jazz are going to win this one? But let me let me ask you this. Are they going to cover tonight? 18 and a half. Yes. Yes. They cover? Yes, they will. Yep. How about that? All right. Uh, well, Gordo, pretty, you uh, pretty confident. You enjoy your weekend, sir. Uh, and uh, I look forward to catching up with you on Monday. Can't wait, Jake. Hope everybody has a fantastic sports weekend. All right. It is the big show. Uh, Jazz Game Night starts next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.